the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is, and a good morning to you. Thank you so much for nine minutes past 10 o'clock on this Friday the 13th. How about a free-for-all Friday the 13th, at uh, which is the 13th morning of the month of December in the year of our Lord, 2019. By the way, happy birthday to my cousin Linda Conant uh, out in Broadview Heights. Uh, wonderful lady, wonderful active participant and volunteer in Republican activities in the county. Happy birthday to her. Okay, uh, want to get back into this. It's free-for-all, which means your phone calls now at two. 216-901-0945 and 888-281-1110. But I do also want to share with you a couple of stories as well. Uh, I know we haven't talked about the squids much lately, but I have to bring them back up again. The squids, of course, can, uh, are comprised of uh, uh, Alexandria Damasio-Cortez, uh, Representative Sharia Tlaib, and Representative Jihad Omar, along with Ayanna Presley. She's the least of the offensive of the uh, four because she's mo- most, mostly the quietest. Uh, Sharia Tlaib is the one who came into Congress, as you know, back in January, sworn in after uh, being elected in November. She takes the oath of office and then at her party in full view of children screams of Donald Trump, we're going to impeach the mother blanker. Not once, but twice. She is an anti-Semitic, pro-jihadist. Uh, pro-Palestinian, uh, who has absolutely no interest in the United States of America whatsoever, and, and her best interest, her meaning the country's best interest in mind. She has her own best interest in mind. Well, as an example of her anti-Semitism and her attempts to continue to foment hatred in this country, she decided to tweet yesterday. She got a lot of attention for this tweet, too, by the way, uh, about the terrible shooting in Jersey City that left multiple people dead. The shooting, of course, uh, targeted Jews, and the shooting was, well, let me go back, actually, before I tell you who the shooting shooters were and tell you what she tweeted. She tweeted yesterday, this is heartbreaking. 
white supremacy kills. And it's a link to a story of one of those those killed. Uh, Moshe Deutsch, 24, scholar and activist, was killed in Jersey City, and her response was, this is heartbreaking, white supremacy kills. The problem is, almost everybody else knew that the shooters were black. And one of them, at least one of them, had a connection to the black Hebrew Israelites, many of whom subscribe to an extreme set of anti-Semitic beliefs. Even though they call themselves black Hebrew Israelites, they believe and view themselves as the true chosen followers, believing that blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans are the true descendants of the 12 tribes of Israel. And they don't believe that other Jews, either by you know nationality, nationality ethnicity, or religion, uh, qualify, and they are anti-Semitic, right? So black shooters uh, in Jersey City kill Jews and Sharia Tlaib instantly blames white supremacy. She deleted that after she was called on the carpet by, I don't know, everybody. The black Hebrew Israelites perpetrated the anti-Semitic attack, Semitic attack in Jersey City and Sharia Tlaib is literally whitewashing it, said Siraj Hajmi on Twitter, among many others. This is what they do. They lie They don't care about the facts. They don't care about the truth. They want to demonize white people. They want to demonize Christians. And any opportunity that they have, whether it's true or not to do so, they will take. So that's one of the squids, Sharia Tlaib. Now, while we're on the subject of lying, we need to talk a little bit more about what happened yesterday in the uh, House Judiciary Committee in which they were voting, or I'm sorry, debating and marking up the articles of impeachment in order to have a vote last night. They didn't have the vote last night. And the reason they didn't have the vote last night is because Jerry Nadler said, oh, uh, hey, it's a little late here. It's almost, uh, it's almost midnight. Uh, we'll come back tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Completely screwing up the travel plans for all of the members who were there who were going back to their districts today. They're supposed to be on their way back to their districts to have events, to talk to them about everything that they're about to do, including the the full House vote next week on impeachment and more. And the reason why is because he wanted more people watching, knowing that very few people were watching anyway, even fewer would be watching late night last night. So he delays the vote until today. And in doing so, of course, has drawn uh, the wrath, if you will, of uh, the ranking member, Doug Collins, who called him out, him being Jerry Nadler, for what he is, a giant hypocrite looking for nothing more than attention. And the fact that he wasn't going to get enough attention last night was just unacceptable to him. I'm going to try to give you this clip if I can make the thing work. Uh, this is... Um, This is ranking member Doug Collins last night after Jerry Nadler gaveled out the session and put it in recess until tomorrow morning. And I've stalled about as much as I can. Let's see if this is going to fire or not. Yesterday, Eric Swalwell, who is always comes up with just amazingly bad ideas, to yesterday decided to double down and triple down on this idea that Ukrainians died because the money was being held. So Undersecretary Hale actually just destroyed that argument. He said all the money we're discussing is, is for future events, not the current. But yet right. they kept perpetrating that lie over and over and over again. That was Doug Collins, but it was not the clip that we wanted. He did declare that um, 
that uh, the goal for uh, Jerry Nadler last night was to make sure that there were more people um, watching. Here it is this morning. The integrity level of this committee has been, the, the chairman's integrity is gone. His staff is gone. This was the most Bush League thing I have seen forever. And if the American people wondered about this impeachment anymore, they don't have to wonder anymore. They saw what happened right here tonight because this committee is more concerned about getting it on TV in the morning than it was finishing its job tonight and letting the members go home. That is exactly right, and that's why they're doing it today. They want more people trying to rally support for this thing because fewer and fewer Americans care about it and fewer and fewer Americans believe in it because they know this is about politics, not about protection, not about national security, a point that Jim Jordan also hammered home again. In Article 1 and in the last eight lines in Article 2, look, you have a rigged and rushed process when you don't have the facts on your side. We've been through these facts many times. Ukraine didn't know aid was held up at the time of the call, but the Democrats assert that President Trump was pressuring Zelensky on the call to investigate the Bidens in order to get the aid that he didn't even know was on hold. That's their argument. And oh, by the way, down the road, President Zelensky says there was no pressure on the call, no pushing, no linkage whatsoever. But you have a rigged and rushed process when you don't have the facts. You have a rigged and rushed process when you can't accept the will of the American people. That is the the end game right there. That is the most important point to be made. I said this in hour number one. I'll say it again now. Article one, the first article of impeachment by the Democrats, the first wrongdoing of Donald Trump is this. He won the election. Article two in the impeachment He's going to win re-election. Those are the only two things he has done wrong or will do wrong that is leading to all of this. How do we know that? Well, I already played for you, Nancy Pelosi. Let me play for you now, Representative Democrat Representative Karen Bass, who says, if we don't get him impeached this time, we'll impeach him next time. Well, you know, I I guess I am uh, ultimately an optimist and i believe that the 2020 election assuming we can stop him from trying to cheat is in our hands and so i think it's our responsibility to turn people out and i feel very positive about that because ever since he's been elected you know we have won thousands of races around the country if we didn't impeach him that also creates a tremendous amount of rage amongst people like in our city, for example, of Los Angeles. But it's really not about the election. It's really about the fact that he has committed a crime, he has abused his power, and he has consistently... You notice how this liar can't name the crime? Because there was no quid pro quo, there was no bribery, there was no extortion. Those were the crimes they were originally alleging. But then they settled when it came time to write the articles of impeachment on uh, abuse of power, just generally. They got no crime. Obstructed Congress from anything. He doesn't even want people who don't work for him anymore to speak to Congress. There's no such thing, really, as double jeopardy in an impeachment trial because it's political. Exactly. Suppose he gets reelected. Did you hear that, by the way? There's no such thing as double jeopardy, the reporter said, because the impeachment is political. It is not about laws or criminality. Yet a president can only be impeached for high crimes and misdemeanors. But there was the admission and acknowledgement this is political. You're right, and you win back the Senate in a big way. 
If you did that, would you be inclined? Inclined to what? Finish the thought. Don't tell me we're going to glitch out again now. We need this. It's a big part of the story here. Yeah, well, we're glitching out. Uh, you just never know when this uh, attack is going to work for us. Um, to take a second bite of the apple and reintroduce the exact same impeachment articles and then send it through again a second time if you have a Democratic Senate on your side. So, you know, yes, but I don't think it would be exactly the same. And here's why. Because even though we're impeaching him, to, you know, now, there's still a number of court cases. There's a ton of information that could come forward. For example, we could get his bank records and found and find out that he's owned 100% by the Russians. So you are absolutely right in your scenario. But the only thing I would say slightly different is, is that it might not be the same articles of impeachment. So what you need to take away from this, this is Democratic uh, Representative Karen Bass, another liberal liar, demon rat from Los Angeles, um, saying that if he wins re-election, we're not going to work with him for the next four years any more than we did for the first four. Rather than work on behalf of our constituents, rather than work to do the jobs for which we were elected, we are going to continue to investigate and obstruct this president at every turn. Because again, he will have committed another article of impeachment, which would be to win a second term. That's it. Now, I'm going to hit this before we take a time out and come back to your calls. How likely is it that the Democrats will win the Senate? Win a majority of the Senate? That's what the reporter talked about. How likely is it that they're even able to hold their majority in the House? My answer to that question question would be very unlikely. And my evidence of that is, and this is anecdotal, yes, but this is why Nancy Pelosi is scared to death of this entire thing, which is why she had to go ahead and pass and vote and have passed the USMCA to give her members political cover against angry Democrats who vote, no music yet, angry Democrats who voted for Democrats in the midterm elections, who are turning on the Democrat Party now because of this, including this Democrat from Alabama who called in to C-SPAN. Jason? Yep, you're on the air. Go ahead. Uh, Yeah, after watching uh, the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, that was the most disgusting thing I've seen. And now we have this impeachment crap. My party has now made me a Democrat for Trump. I'm going to back Donald Trump all the way. And when I get my Democrat ballot, whoever my candidates are, I'm going to write in the Republican candidate and turn it in to the... And we'll see how what happens then. This is the nightmare scenario for the demon rats, that more of their voters are going to become Republican voters because they are absolutely incensed by this ridiculous political sham, this impeachment kangaroo court. Now that time out, back to your calls after this. All right, 1024, I want to get a few phone calls in here on this free-for-all Friday the 13th. Kenny has been waiting ever so patiently in LaGrange. Now on AM 1420, the answer. Kenny, go ahead. Hello, Bob. Uh, forgive my ignorance, but wasn't AOC and, and Omar on the Judiciary and Intelligence Committees at one time? Or am I, am I, am I remembering another committee? 
Wait, wait, wait. Ask that a question again. Was who on, on the intelligence committees? AOC. No, no, I don't think she was. I don't think she was ever on the intelligence committee. Which committees were they on, man? Oh, Lordy, I, I, you know, I'd have to look that up. But as a freshman, uh, they don't normally get those uh, considered to be plum committee assignments as freshmen. They're in their first year. I don't think any of them are on intelligence or judiciary. Okay, I, I just wondered. I, you know, I lost, I lost contact with those uh, four people, and it, it just, just hit me. I thought one of them was on a judiciary or intelligence. Okay, Bob, thanks a lot. You got it. Thank you, Kenny. Appreciate the phone call. Let's yep. go to, uh, oh, my friend Lisa. Lisa Woods from Medina County Friends and Neighbors on a free-for-all Friday. Hi, Lisa. Go ahead. Hey, good morning. Good Can morning. you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, good. Thanks for taking my call. Um, tomorrow we've got a great meeting, and I just want to let folks know, please come out 830 tomorrow morning. We'll have Peter Kirstenauer at the Copper Top. Yeah, Peter Kersenow is coming back. I know he uh, actually mentioned it. Uh, where was it? Oh, he was on a live uh, interview that I did with him on Tuesday. He mentioned that he was going oh, back is, to the good people. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's so promoting cool. it for you too. Yeah, he's promoting it for I, you too. He's such a great, I was such in a great Columbus. Speaker. I was in Columbus uh, at the state board meeting, and I looked down and I get this text from a friend saying that that, that was happening. So yeah, if you see, yeah. If you ever watch those and you see me smile, that might have been it. That, that's funny. Um, fantastic. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll even touch on some education. Um, now is, while well, all these, you know, it's a circus, and I would, I would encourage the people of Ohio, um, you know, while this circus is going on and people are staying so busy watching it, I would do the opposite. This is a great time to get stuff done because right now, like on the education, the time is ripe to get rid of Common Core. But there's not really a push for it because everyone's kind of thinking of other things. But right. even the Democrats, even the teachers' unions do not like Common Core. So take this opportunity to get good things done. Trump still is. The Democrats don't Great seem point. to be doing anything else but, you know, but calling out on yeah. racism and... And, yeah, and you're so right, by so the sweet. way, this is, the, you know, this is, because most people aren't paying attention to it, which is why Nadler pulled what he did to try to get more uh, viewers and, and, and attention on this today. And th- Lisa, thanks for the call. I got to get moving. Uh, but, but you're right. Uh, when you're not paying attention to that, and I have to, and I share it with you so you can kind of get it in bits and pieces so you don't have to watch 12 hours of that coverage. I watch as much of it as I can and then bring it to you. But you're right. There are other things that can be focused on from a legislative uh, vantage point. And uh, yeah, how about it, Ohio uh, House of Representatives? How about it, Ohio General Assembly? How about it? Get rid of Common Core. Lisa Woods is on the State Board of Education. And again, Peter Kersenow is uh, this guest speaker tomorrow at Medina County Friends and Neighbors in Valley View at the Copper Top. Make sure you are there by 8.30 for that. Todd in Ward 1 in Cleveland. Next. Todd, go ahead. I don't believe they got him, Bob. I really don't. And I do believe that his intention to hold them over for the vote for the day was to get these people to wrestle with the facts as best they could to make sure their mind was reasonably refreshed for this morning. I'm not buying it that he was trying to get more ratings. It's not It's not that kind of thing. What makes you and think I, anybody's mind would be changed with a little sleep overnight before they vote? I believe it's possible. It's a, if, if these people are taking impeachment as serious as they should, I believe it's possible some people's minds might change and some people's minds 
might become more footed in their um, pursuit, which was already impeachment. Well, and if I, any minds are changed, something. Todd, I'll tell you what you can expect. If any minds are changed, it certainly is not going to be a single Republican in the House is going to vote for the articles of impeachment. If anything moves at all, it will be demon rats who say, I can't go down with this ship. I am not going to cast a vote to impeach on this lack of all evidence, of any evidence, and then go back to my constituents and have them in a Trump district especially. In a red district that Trump won, I'm not going to go back and ask them to reelect me because I will get killed. Uh, so if anything, there will be some Democrats who vote against this thing uh, because of the delay or not. Jan in Greater Cleveland, I've got a minute. Jan, go ahead. Oh, hi. You know, uh, the Democrats have been pulling a fast one on the public for many, many years. And it's at least eight years, maybe ten times flies, that someone called a show and said, look up the Democrat Socialist Party. I looked it up, and I was amazed at all the uh, people in uh, the House of Representatives that belong to the Democrat Socialist Party. A lot of people were voting for a Democrat, not knowing that they were actually socialists. And that includes Marsha Fudge. And it also, I know a lot of people liked him, but uh, on the list also was uh, Dennis Kucinich. And But there were a great number of them. That doesn't surprise me at all, by the way, with either of those two that you mentioned, uh, Dennis Kucinich especially, he always espoused, in my view, very socialist tendencies, uh, and, that, and, uh, and it would not surprise me. I, I'm going to disagree with you for a second, Jan, when you say you'd be surprised at the number of, of, of Democratic socialists uh, on that list, I am, would not be surprised. They're acting like it, they are speaking like it, and they are voting like it, so it would not surprise me. By the way... Uh, to Ken in LaGrange, you wanted to know what committees Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was uh, sitting on. She's on the Financial Services Committee and the Oversight Committee. That's where you may have heard her voice, not on intelligence or judiciary. So she And oversight is big, don't get me wrong, but it's nothing to do with the impeachment uh, uh, story at this point in time. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you for the great phone calls. We'll get a time out here for news right back after this on AM 1420 The Answer. onward we roll it is 1035 thank you for staying with us right here on am 1420 the answer so as much as i want to continue to hammer home the point made by nancy pelosi of all people when she said in that interview in which she responded to criticism that they were moving with such great speed toward this impeachment and she said what do you mean speed this has been going on for 22 months. And then she changed it and said, it's been going on for two and a half years. She admitted that this entire impeachment has been going on for two and a half, impeachment has been going on for two and a half years, meaning it was political. It's not about a July 25th phone call to Ukraine. If it was, how could it have started two and a half years ago? If she was being honest, she would have said this started with a phone call that we became concerned about. It started four and a half months ago. No. We know that this is not about the phone call. Now, having said that, however, this is what Adam Schiff and the Intelligence Committee made it about. This is what the articles of impeachment are about. This is what the Judiciary Committee is going to be voting on this morning about. And it is about uh, President Trump asking for investigations into Ukraine corruption from the new reform reformer, President, uh, President Zelensky. Now, I use all of that as just a simple backdrop to introduce my guest. One American news journalist, Chanel Rion, 
has done some amazing work. She has done some incredible investigative journalism. We found her and this report by way of the conservative treehouse. She tracked down actual Ukrainian witnesses as part of this massive investigative series that One American News has done. And she has found evidence and proof from these Ukrainian uh, 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 leaders that... Um, Ambassador Marie Ivanovich, who was one of the core Democrat witnesses in the Schiff show, known as the Intelligence Committee hearings, uh, as part of the impeachment inquiry, she perjured herself. And Chanel Rion joins us now to explain here on AM 1420 The Answer. Chanel, thank you very much for the time this morning. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me on. I tried to give that as much of a background uh, intro as I could, but I'm going to have to let you get into the details here. I've watched the video. I've read the story, as I said, the coverage that you have done uh, for One American News. You spoke uh, with Ukrainian former prosecutor uh, General Yuri Lutsenko, and he laid it all out for you as far as the corruption that was going on, the um, uh, the role that Burisma had played uh, with that with that corruption, the largest uh, energy company in Ukraine, uh, money laundering, billions of dollars involved, and a general and, and a uh, a prosecutor who was going after them until Joe Biden got him fired. Now I'm just going to kind of leave that out there and let you take uh, you know some broad latitude with this and explain exactly what you uncovered. Yeah, Bob. So it, uh, you summed it up quite well with uh, Lutsenko, but we went over to uh, pretty Eastern Europe. We went over to Ukraine, and we found not just Yuri Lutsenko, who you were discussing, mm-hmm. but we found the original prosecutor general who allegedly got fired by Joe Biden. And what you know, Yuri Lutsenko is, Yuri Lutsenko was the guy who inherited Shokin's office. So we got both prosecutor generals to come on air and talk to us. Now, the number one thing that that uh, that the opposition will say in criticism of this entire investigative series, they will point to these two prosecutors and say, well, these guys are corrupt. They are uh, discredited. They're debunked. It's kind of the, the same line of argument that Adam Schiff and the Democrats in Congress now are using to dismiss every other question or every other side of the story that possibly wants to erupt. Uh, on the other side, they keep saying that these guys are discredited. So we went over to talk to them ourselves, get them on camera, and try and sort out what the wheat, uh, sort out the wheat from the shaft and find out why exactly people are calling these guys corrupt. So we asked both of them, you know, separately. Have there any? Have there been any corruption charges waged against against you for the original guy who was who you know was who's claimed to have been fired by Biden? Victor Shokin. Not a single charge. This is not a single charge of corruption was ever filed against this prosecutor general. Now, the guy that you're talking about in this interview that you watched, Yuri Lutsenko, the guy who re- received the original prosecutor's office. He had zero legal experience, and Joe Biden is alleged to have handpicked this guy. So we got to sit down with him and talk to him about what his reaction was to how, how impeachment proceedings were going in the United States. His name was mentioned several times in the hearings in the context of uh, pretty much the shift inquiry trying to debunk the entire Ukrainian story. Now let's go back to what the Ukrainian story is. And you summed it up fairly well. It's, it's, it's the, for the Democrats' impeachment inquiry to move forward 
and for them to have credibility and for them to be able to move forward against President Trump, they have to have two, two things must hold true for the Democrats. One, there is no, no crimes, no collusion ever happened in Ukraine. Democrats were not working with Ukrainian officials to derail Donald Trump. That must hold true for Adam Schiff. Right. And number two, no crimes had to have been committed by either Joe Biden or Hunter Biden. And when we went over to Ukraine and we found these prosecutors general, we found a member of parliament who had been doing extensive investigations into this. All of them brought paperwork. All of them brought evidence. And the, my point about raising their credibility is this. You can question their credibility night and day. But at the end of it all, each witness that we found brought documentary evidence, evidence that came from their offices, letters with stationery, with stamps, with signatures, with dates. And these are copies that are held at the State Department as well. So you can verify these completely separate from the personalities who gave them to us. And that was what was really astounding, how the, the media will wrap this up and say, oh, these people are discredited, don't trust them. Sure, we don't know who these people are. We, we've only just met them. But what we do know is that they provide bank statements. They provided letterhead. They provided documents that proved many things, including the fact that Ambassador Yovanovitch, when she testified that there was a smear campaign against her perfect reputation, she lied under oath when she said that she never gave a do not prosecute list. She lied under oath when she said that she never received inquiries from the Ukrainian government asking America to investigate possible money laundering involving the Bidens. She outright lied, and we have the documents to prove it. This is um, this is incredible. Um, your explanation is even better than the uh, the written reports that I've seen on this and the interviews. We're talking with Chanel Rion. She is an investigative journalist, and it's amazing, by the way, what journalism can still do when it's practiced properly, as it is with One American News. Uh, let me ask you this. And I don't want you to take this as a slight when I say what I'm about to say, because I'm a fan mm-hmm. of, of One American News. But was this hard for you to get? And the reason for that question before you answer it, Chanel, is I'm wondering why it took a reporter from One American News to discover, discover this when it should have been that once upon a time the Washington Post had investigative journalists that would have followed this trail to Ukraine the way you did. The New York Times might have. There was a time when journalists were curious enough to try to find these stories and try to get to the bottom of allegations of corruption and, and perjury and whatnot. They're not even looking. Is it out there for others to find because you found it, and again, I take that, say that not as a slide. I love your yes. work here. But is, is, was this, were you in some privileged position to get all this information, Chanel? Not at all. Uh, Bob, this is not, I did not break this story. I want to make that to- entirely clear. I didn't break this story. All I did was go on the ground. We bought ourselves tickets. We flew out there. We coordinated things. So we wanted to hear firsthand accounting from. Stories that have been reported by only a few people. And I must say, John Solomon, if you don't, if your listeners have not been looking into the work that John Solomon has been doing for years, then please do. Go look at John Solomon reports. He's been doing this story for at least a year and a half. Uh, and he's been getting a lot of flack from the media on the oh, left. Oh, yeah. He's got a target on his back. It's terrible what's being done to him, which I would imagine is going to be done to you and everybody else at OAN. 
It is. And, and the work that he's done is incredible. We had uh, even a new, one New York Times reporter dared even question this, uh, you know, question the Ukrainian collusion story. That's Ken Vogel. He's, I mean, he's, he's a reporter and he'll, he'll uh, sell his own mother, but he's, he's uh, someone who's been doing stories on possible DNC collusion for some time now. But every time any journalist in the mainstream will come up and try and question this, they immediately, they immediately get sideswiped. They, they're given a tinfoil hat and they're told that they're a conspiracy theorist. And often so by their now, own editors. Often by their I own know. editors. That's that's right. the that's the worst part about this because they are trying to crush any investigative journalism that is going to go against the agenda that they have all essentially sworn themselves to. Um, I want to I want I, I have to fast uh, forward here a little bit because we're short on time. Chanel, one of the things you said at the beginning uh, is that the, the the allegations were or there were reports that Joe Biden handpicked. Uh, Shokin's replacement uh, that that we're talking about here is that verified? Did you find any evidence of that? That you know, documentary evidence, or or Only is that just testimony. a lot of? Go ahead. Here's here's what we have: Only testimony from the firsthand witnesses saying uh, that that there were phone calls that were tracked between the vice president's office and through the State Department to the president of Ukraine at the time, President Poroshenko. Now, Joe Biden, there's some records of phone calls between Joe Biden and Poroshenko. Consecutive days, back to back, three, four, five, six phone calls at a time. These are very interesting phone calls at a very interesting moment for the prosecutor general's office. So there were phone calls leading up to Shokin's firing and phone calls leading up to the hiring of this next gentleman, Lutsenko. Now, that is not evidence in and of itself. We know that uh, Senator Lindsey Graham has subpoenaed the State Department for uh, for the contents of these phone calls. We urge the we're we're hoping that the Congress will act and and really procure transcripts of what mm-hmm. happened between Joe Biden and President Poroshenko's phone conversations. We feel that would be very revelatory. And we, again, we made this trip with Rudy Giuliani. Why? Because Rudy Giuliani has been researching this for a year and a half, almost two years. And what was really interesting was how the media has portrayed all of this as Rudy Giuliani was searching for dirt in order to take down Biden in 2020. That's what? When the reality of it, if I may summarize, and you can tell me, because again, we're short on time, tell me if this summary is accurate. What Rudy Giuliani was doing is trying to find uh, find out not if there's dirt on Joe Biden, but to find out if the corruption in Ukraine that has been verified is uh, is continuing. And when President Trump inquired about that on July 25th, it was to find out if our money was going to a country whose corruption had ended with the election of President Zelensky, based on what uh, uh, Attorney Rudy Giuliani had found in the two years prior. Exactly. And and not only did we find that there indeed was crime, there were crimes being committed by our State Department, by the DNC, with Ukrainian officials, mm-hmm. but that there's this is a pattern of behavior. This story is so much bigger than what we've been able to put out. Now, we've put out three parts, one hour each on OAN. You can watch all of this again this weekend, if you have OAN in uh, in uh, in Ohio, you've got it on DirecTV. We do. I have it on Dir- my DirecTV channel list. Yes. Now, if you don't have DirecTV or AT and T, you can also find us. You know, Frontier Communications, CenturyLink, 
You can go online and subscribe for $4.99 a month. You can cancel at any time on Cloud TV, K-L-O-W-D TV. Or get our OAN app if you've got Roku, Amazon Fire, if you've got a smart TV. You can get OAN. And if you don't have any of those, you can also call your cable provider. Ask them to get OAN on your TV. And uh, this whole series is going to air this weekend. You'll get to get a, get a, I think, a fairly good summary of what all of this is about in part one, which is one hour long, part two, another hour, and part three, which debuts this weekend. Part this is, three debuts uh, this Saturday and Sunday, 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m. If you want to watch the third installment, if you've been following this story and you want to watch the next installment, you want to hear Yuri Lutsenko, the former prosecutor general, you want to hear some more witnesses testify from Ukraine, tune in at 10 a.m. Central on OAN. You'll get to hear the whole story. But if you want to hear it from the very beginning, tune in at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m. Central. And then we air it all again in the evening after during dinner time, 7 p.m., 8 p.m., and 9 p.m. Central. Chanel, you are darn near as good at sales and marketing as you are at investigative journalism. Seriously, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, and well, it's we'd good. Love to get this out. No, you're right. We have more. It, it's it's literally. I hate the cliche of must see TV, but it absolutely is must see. If you want to know what is going on and why they are trying to impeach the the president of the United States, the lies that have been told in order to facilitate that action and more. It is incredible work. OAN One American News is doing the work that uh, uh, other journalists used to do and are no longer interested in. Um, Chanel, we're going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I hope many of my listeners watch it, and I'd like to stay in touch with you and uh, and kind of uh, get more information and more explanation. From you as we go forward if that's all right of course thank you bob so much it is a pleasure thank you congratulations on the great work and keep that up all right that's uh, chanel rion from one american news absolutely amazing work you need to watch those and we'll talk more about it i promise you next week after the uh, third installment airs this weekend quick time out back to wrap after this So a previous caller, I think it was Todd, suggested that, no, Jerry Nadler was not um, postponing the uh, vote until this morning in the Judiciary Committee for TV purposes, but that he wants other people to sleep on it and maybe it'll change their minds. Kind of think we've got our answer. The vote took 10 minutes. Straight party line. Every Democrat, Democrat voted for the articles. Every Republican opposed them. This was not about anybody reflecting. This was about getting more eyes on the votes so that they could grandstand and showboat. It took a few minutes, 10 minutes tops. It was a straight party line vote, and that's it. So clearly we know what they were doing and why they were doing it. This is a show trial in every sense of the word. Nadler just proved it. Greg in Cleveland is going to be our last caller of the morning and of the week. Hey, Greg, go ahead. Hey, Bob, I'm going to give this sham of a proceedings its undue acknowledgement. The particles of enshmearment, they got nothing but crumbs. The particles of enshmearment, all right? Everything they're accusing Trump of, it started out with the uh, uh, bribery, then was the obstruction of justice, then ended up being obstruction of justice, quid prid quo, everything Biden did in Ukraine. He obstructed justice by having that prosecutor who was investigating him fired. He offered a bribery saying you'll get your money if you fire the prosecutor, and he got his quid pro quo with his son getting on the board of Burisma. 
every step of the way accurate. That is a very good recounting. And I'm with you. I don't want to give it any undue attention. I don't even want to give it due attention. I just, uh, but, but we do have to tell the truth. And you laid it out exactly correctly. I appreciate the phone call, my friend. Um, that is exactly how it went down. That interview that I just did with uh, Chanel Rion from One American News, I, I'm going to tell you again. What, what she said, sat, did she say Saturday or Sunday? Uh, uh, part one at eight, part two at nine, and the third installment of this series of their interviews uh, in Ukraine with the principals uh, at the heart of all of this corruption, previous government leaders and current ones, um, on One American News. I, she said it was either Saturday or Sunday, um, and I have DirecTV. If you have DirecTV or AT&T, you can just find One American News on that, and you heard all of the other ways to do it. Just go to OneAmericanNews.com, O-A-N.com, and find out how you can watch this series. Uh, what I just got from her is a scratching of the surface of what we need to know about the corruption in Ukraine and why Donald Trump was right to ask for an investigation into it. And the fact that a political rival, Joe Biden, was part of it is a Biden problem, not a Trump problem. So thank you once again to Chanel Rion for that. Thanks to you for listening and being a part, with a, uh, part of the show for us today and all week long. We'll see you Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.